All right, Chloe and Susan, this is this is my favorite type of podcast to do. I like I enjoy talking to franchisors, but the fact that you guys took a risk, invested your life savings into a franchise business, it's such an awesome journey. Um, and a lo long, long time ago, uh, I was a rock star journalist. And when I fell into franchising, I was like, wow, rock stars and franchisees have the exact same story. There's something that fueled them to do this. So I'm looking forward to hearing your guys' story. But how did how did the two of you fall into franchising? Give me the backstory before you became a franchise owner. Well, we actually um, knew about Caring Transitions from buying the, on their CTVids auction site. We'd done that for several years. And uh, so it was kind of a no-brainer for us <laughs> when we decided that this is what we're going to do. We're going to start running our own business. Um, we had we already knew a little bit about Caring Transitions, and it was honestly the only one that we looked at. Yeah, we were both working in the mortgage industry prior and just at one point kind of decided it wasn't for us anymore. And we wanted to find something that fit our lifestyle better. Um, and like she was saying, we were purchasing through CT bids and really enjoyed getting to know all the local owners. And once we started digging into other opportunities that we could get into, we found that Caring Transitions is so much more than just an auction website. Mm -hmm. um, and we had gone through a lot of similar uh, situations with our own family. So it seemed like the right move for us to look into it. We were very into thrifting and reselling and that kind of stuff. So that kind of plays right into it as well. And it was just a really good fit for us. What year did you guys become franchise owners? We purchased last year in December. Okay. And so, if you go, you go backwards from December, how long did it take you from the two of you saying, maybe we should do this to filling out an inquiry to actually then purchasing? Our process was really, really fast. I think we started looking in maybe October or or November and had purchased in December. That's so crazy. yeah, we <laughs> streamlined it really quick, but that's kind of what you have to do when you quit your job and need income, right? So we hit the ground running and just decided to go for it. So this first year in business, how, how has it hit or met or destroyed your your expectations? <laughs> it's been um, absolutely insane for us. I don't think we understood the need in this area. <laughs> as soon as we got started, we were inundated with a lot of inquiries wondering what we are, what we do, and what we're about. Um, and we have been very busy since. So we're super thankful that it feels like we've definitely made the right decision. And this area in particular is um, has a lot of seniors who need help. So it was a, a really good move. And it, we look at like how busy we got almost immediately. And if we had been trying to do this on our own, I, you know, all those processes that we would have had to put in place that already were in place coming in as a franchisee um, made a lot of that. I don't know how we would have ever done anything like this on our own without the franchisor to back us up and, and give us a, a foundation to start with. Yeah, we absolutely, I don't think we would have had the immediate, um, work that we did had we not gotten into a franchise just because 
We do have that national name behind us, as well as the marketing that they give us. In addition to many other things, it has been, I, we're very thankful that we started our first business within the franchising realm, specifically because of that. The help that they've given us has been phenomenal. I know your process was fast, but did the two of you sit down and do pros and cons as a part of the process? Yeah, we spent a lot of time uh, vetting, carrying transitions in uh, specifically, and then also looking at area competition. We did all of that prior to purchasing just to make sure that it was a good move, especially for this area. Um, and we were really happy with the stuff that we found. Did you talk with existing franchisees as a part of your, uh, your process? We did. Yeah, I think we maybe talked to four or five other franchisees to kind of get a lay of the land and see how they felt about it. And that made us feel pretty good as well. Is there, if, if a franchisee, I mean, I, I've, I've always said this, if you, if there's any sense of hesitation from a franchisee, if I, if I call one and say, would you do this again? Like, well, maybe right. <laughs> then it's going to, it, it could trip me up a little bit, but could you have been tripped up in that process? Or were you like, we're going to go through the check boxes and talk with some folks, but we, we see the opportunity. I think I was yeah. very gung ho for it. Um, I was all in, but it was definitely her. She was. I was scared. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was smart. It was smart for sure to do our due diligence and figure out if it really is a good move for us. Uh, but it was scary for sure. So when you go through the the discovery process, is there anything that changed that that fear that made you say? You know what the the worst that can happen. I mean, you're you're still paying a franchise fee, but the worst that can happen if we jump off the ledge is not the end of the world. Like, did you get to a point where something or someone made you feel a little bit more confident, so that you know the the fright dis dissipated a little bit? I think in talking to other location owners, it became very evident that they they use the foundation that um that the corporate lays down but also that they had the ability they had the freedom to make changes within the business model to, that would fit their location their goals their their personal location business plan and i think just seeing that it wasn't we could still think outside the box and not be in sort of a corporate situation where we're still being told exactly how we have to do things. Um, I think that that was super helpful to talk to, to so many different location owners yeah. in different parts of the country, because we were able to see, Oh, this location is very successful at this and does things this way. And this location also successful, but they're doing things a little bit differently because that's just how their market that's what works for their market. So knowing that we weren't going to be pigeonholed into you have to do everything this exact way really made it less scary for me because I realized that we could be flexible depending on the needs of our market and what worked for us specifically. I I love that insight. I mean, the, like if I think back to the day before I fall into franchising, my perception of franchising is McDonald's. So everything is built around consistency. So I would have like, you know, 20 years later, I have a different perspective. But at that point of 
land into franchise. That's exactly what I would have assumed because because that's what we're almost set up to believe prior to becoming a franchisee, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I think we kind of got into it thinking that way as well. Um, But we were happy to find, like she was saying, that we are individuals and we are individually owned and we're able to do whatever works for our location specifically. And it's actually really interesting to me how different things vary from location to location, even like in the same uh, state. The way that our neighbors do things are not the way that we do things just because that's what works for them. And it doesn't work for the, our, the clients in this area. It has been interesting to learn for sure. <laughs> out, of, out of curiosity, on. Um... On the topic of loneliness, now that the two of you ended up doing it together, I, I think about me when I made the decision to to start our company in 2008. Like if I really reflect backwards, there's lonely periods because when you jump out and you're now an entrepreneur, like you're you're your best enemy and you're your worst enemy because you're like, right. well, why am I watching TV? I should be working. Right. <laughs> For me, um, I we were actually both working from home previously for several years, and that was so isolating. Yeah. So um, with this being the case, yes, we're still working from home, and there's definitely things that we do uh, individually, but this is getting out way more than we yeah. used to, <laughs> um, just because we were sitting at a desk nine to five in our own home. So yeah. isolation-wise, for me, this has been phenomenal. Um, I, any loneliness aspect has definitely (laughs) ceased for sure. For me, (laughs) I just think for, I I don't think I would have wanted to do this alone. No, I I don't think it would have worked. I don't think I would have enjoyed it. Um, having a partner that's got the same mindset and we're striving for the same goals and we can do things together. Um, that's what makes it work for me as like if there, I honestly don't, if it was still just me, I'd still be working (laughs) for somebody else. And I think that would be the case for me too. I wouldn't have wanted to do this a with anybody else or be alone. It, um, a large majority of the owners in our specific industry do purchase alone. But uh, I'm very thankful to not. I think that helps with the like the loneliness aspect for sure, because it's not just me in charge of everything or her in charge of everything. We get to share those responsibilities and work and bounce ideas off of each other. So, it, yeah, that it's been good. If you think about back to the the, the trigger moment, you're obviously in, in a job that you're you're having some form of unhappiness in like had franchising have you the, had the two of you discussed franchising prior to that point or did you both hit this point where you're just like we're just tired of working for someone else and now let's let's look at franchising like what what was how did franchising and the trigger work together um for me i had actually started looking into carrying transitions specifically to purchase about a year and a half prior to the time that we actually started at that point, I was looking at doing it myself because I really wasn't enjoying the working from home uh, by myself, the isolation part of it. I wanted to get out and do something different. Um, um, I, I think just as far as franchise, 
She's been telling me I should run my own business for <laughs> since she could talk, I think. <laughs> yes. But we go back to that fear factor. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't know what I would do. I don't know how to start. Yeah. I don't, I don't have a rule book. I don't, <laughs> I don't have procedures already in place. And I just, that was my stumbling block. So to, to have that light bulb go on that, Hey, we know this company, we know what they do. We know them as a consumer and we're happy with them as a consumer. Hey, they're a franchise. Let's look at this. So that was kind of just that, that little step over that stumbling block. Um, that again, the whole franchise thing, I don't want to own a McDonald's. I don't, yeah. you know, that that's your perception. And when you start to look at some of the other options that are available, and when I realized, hey, this caring transitions, we can do this as a franchisee, that took away so many of the, the roadblocks that I had put up for myself in my mind of why mm -hmm. I didn't want to own my own business. So that that whole, it, that was the, the step for me that I needed was, hey, let's do this as a franchise versus starting from yeah. scratch. Yeah, I think we always at some point wanted to get into our own business. Um, and franchising didn't necessarily come into mind right away. But once I started doing the research into caring transitions and finding out that it is a franchise and and researching and figuring out what goes into franchising, it made the decision way easier for both of us just because of the resources that you get uh, alone. That's enough to, to make it worth it to me, at least. <laughs> From what it sounds like when you, when you jump into this, st step one is we got, let's get to break even so that we can recoup some of the investment and, and not bleed any more cash. And then step two is like, how do we make sure that we're, we're going through income replacement to get past where we were making in our previous uh, careers? Beyond one, is that are those accurate steps in your process? And two, beyond that, what's the dream now? Um, well, even when we initially started this, we, we thought, you know, we're in Wisconsin. So Wisconsin has snowbirds. So <laughs> we looked at, okay, we need to get a location somewhere warm. <laughs> so our first step was to buy a, a second location just south of us um, to, to just keep that it's all kind of the same yes. mindset the same population the same yes. demographics um so we did that and then we figured out where all the people go when they leave wisconsin <laughs> for the winter yes <laughs> and we thought okay well down the road we're just we'll go there for the winter too right. <laughs> we'll just help them all move there with us <laughs> yeah i think starting out when we had first first purchased our biggest goal um not only to like get our funds back and all of that, but to purchase that second location, just because we felt like that was pretty vital for our area to own that. Um, and being able to accomplish that in our first year of uh, ownership in the franchise has been awesome. We did not foresee that coming uh, as quickly Quite as it so did. Soon, yeah. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> but it worked out in our favor for sure. That was I don't know how many years we had thought it would take us to get to purchasing a so, uh, second location, maybe two or three at least. So that has ex uh, far exceeded our expectations in that aspect. 
Um, but yes, in the future, we'd love to get somewhere warm <laughs> during the winter. So if we could expand to the point where we can um, skedaddle on south for a couple months, that would be our end, one of our end goals for sure. <laughs> yeah, the the villages, it's good. There's got to be a carrying transition in the villages. So. Right, <laughs> right, exactly. That right would, in that location, that would be the place for sure. <laughs> so let's let's close on this. Um, I'm. It's it's however you want to answer it. Good with me. But what's what's the secret to franchisee success? If you had to define it. Oh, gosh, I I think that's a loaded question. Right. Definitely using the resources that you have. Um, there's a little bit of a this is my business. I want to do things my way has to balance out with don't recreate the wheel. Right. If it's working for everybody else, <laughs> then try it. If it doesn't work for you, that's fine. But let's start with the basics that we know are working and use the tools that are already there for us. Um, and, and use the fact that there is a, a franchisor behind us rooting for us on the sidelines and getting involved as much as they need to. Yeah, I think a lot of people, uh, just like she's saying, don't necessarily rely on the corporate end as much as they can. And for us, we have really been using that resource to our advantage. Um, and if there's something that they have that's out of date or we need something additional or whatever, they're always there for us to help us with those things, which yep. if we were doing this on our own, it would take us much longer to figure out all of those processes and get all those resources that are already available to us. So I would definitely suggest to anybody thinking about getting into franchising to rely on them and use them as a sounding board because uh, for us, they have over 300 locations that they're working with and dealing with on a daily basis. So they have insight that we would probably never even think of to consider without that. Love it. Well, look, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing where the two of your stories go. Obviously, you're, you're looking at more locations and uh, kudos to you guys. Like take, taking the taking the leap is a is a big big deal, and you guys have done it. And you're in it, and you're showing success, and you're committed to excellence. And uh, I think it's awesome. So thanks thanks for sharing a little bit of your story with us. Thank, Thank you, you for sure. For Susan and Chloe, I'm Nick. This is another episode of Meet the Z. 